Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Inside today's episode, we're going to be talking all about launching and specifically a launch we just had where we made $37,000 in a matter of a week. So we're going to talk to you all about what changed, what we did differently, some systems we added on to try, our new take on Facebook ads, and exactly how we got the results we did. We're even going to dive into some data and what worked and what didn't. Yeah. I'm excited to go over it with you. Yeah, we have been waiting to do this episode because we wanted to come back with like all the final results. And so I think it would be helpful for you guys to know perhaps how we launched before so you can really see the value of the changes that we made and the differences that we made. Really, it comes down to two things that we changed, but we'll go over that in more detail. But to give you an idea, 2016, we were launching every two weeks. So that's not saying we were making something new every two weeks. We just made two new things in all of 2016, but we were, you know, hosting a webinar, teaching something of value and something new every two weeks, and we were pitching a course at the end. And so how that would look is we would pick the date for the webinar. We would tell people via email and on Instagram, hey, come to this webinar. We would remind people to show up. We would teach for an hour. We would sit for a Q&A for 30 minutes. We would invite them to go buy the program. And then we would send out a replay. And then about between three and six follow-up emails, kind of depending on our preference, to touch on pain points and frequently asked questions and bonuses of the program to get people to invest before we, quote, close the doors within a couple of days. Closing the doors for us typically means taking away a bonus or taking away some sort of like fast action incentive. We would remind people about it on Instagram and that was that. Yeah. And then, I don't know, a lot of things happened at the beginning of 2017 that really changed our mindset. But I really think it came down to one specific conversation. I didn't even have this conversation. I wasn't even there, but it affected me that much just Mm -hmm. even hearing about it. So Emily had a phone call with Jessica Ely, which we had her on the podcast recently. So if you haven't listened to her episode, highly recommend you go back and listen to her because she is just really good at getting all your emotions out on the table and making Mm -hmm. you dissect every little piece of you more than you ever thought possible. But she had a phone call with Emily. And after the phone call, Emily called me 
And this one sentence stuck out to me specifically, and I, I don't think I'll ever forget it. If you keep doing what you've always done, you'll keep getting the results you've always gotten. And that's not rocket science, but it's like when someone else says that to you about your business, when you're telling them, I want these things and I want this to be different and I want, you know, to do business and life like this. And someone kind of sits there and is like, well, the only reason that you don't have that is because you're not doing anything differently to get it. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like a punch in the gut. Yeah. And it wasn't that it was rocket science, obviously, but it was it was just that we had to take a good hard look at the way we were launching and figure out, A, is this how we want to keep going? Is it mm-hmm. working? And I mean, I mean, obviously it was working. We had gotten to a multiple six-figure business launching the way we had for a year and a half. So it wasn't broken. But if we wanted to scale, we needed to make changes. And so we really decided to, A, take a little bit of a break first. Mm -hmm. And then once we were ready, we wanted to shift to this mindset where we'd really only be launching a handful of times throughout the year. And they would be Mm -hmm. much bigger productions. They would have much more emphasis. They would have our attention more. And that's where we would be putting all of our energy during that time. But in the off time, we could be adding value and growing our lists and Mm -hmm. nurturing our audience, which sounds, you know, normal, like a ton of people do business this way. But for us, it was new. It it was new. And it was surprising that we had finally accepted that that's what we wanted to do. Because I think what had happened is we were getting comfortable with the every two week launch because we knew about how much money we would make. We knew that every month we could bring that in as long as we launched. And so sometimes it's scarier to not do those mini bursts launch and to literally not launch anything in an entire month or two months or three months because you're working towards something bigger. And at some point, we just had to kind of dive in and say, okay, here's what we know that's going to come in because of the way we set up our business, because people are you know, going to all of these other programs via our blog or via the podcast or via just word of mouth. We have to be comfortable with that amount of income right now. And we absolutely cannot rely on the, well, let's just host a webinar next week and launch something so we can bring in some money and really, really, really pour energy into something else. Because what we were doing before was launching it and giving value. But then it was like, if you weren't on that webinar, we kind of, it's not that we forgot about you because we still emailed you and we're still talking to you, but we were already moving on to the next mini burst launch. When's the next webinar? When's the promotion for that? When is that going to happen? And we realized we really needed to keep our mindset in the current launch until the very end in order for it to do better. And that paid off tremendously. Yeah, I mean, in the past, like, let's not get anything wrong. In the past, with these launches, we had seen months where we had $10,000, $15,000, even up into the 20 plus thousand dollar range. So we were used to seeing multiple five figures from launches. But this was definitely the first time we saw more than 20000 in revenue from a single launch. Because mm-hmm. normally, like she was saying, there was two back-to-back. So it might be like we made 
$20,000, in a month, but we had to launch two different things or have multiple mm-hmm. webinars to get to that. And this was the first time ever that it was like crazy gangbusters. I mean, we got to $37,259 in mm-hmm. a single week's time. Seven days. Seven day cart open. And we did change a lot. We changed a how we treated it, like we mm-hmm. have a million other things going on. But we really decided to be, which again, this sounds so novel to just <laughs> focus on one thing. But we had to, we both had to tell each other like, okay, stop everything else we're doing. Mm-hmm. Because we were getting so distracted because in the past, we had been like building this thing over here or preparing for the next thing. And so that's the way we started going into this. And then we had to stop ourselves like about a week before the webinar. And we're like, no, we need to stop doing everything else. We are only promoting this thing. Literally in our time off, like when we're not actively promoting, we cannot be having our mind go anywhere else. We can't be creating videos for new courses. We can't be working on other promotions. If you're not working on this, you have to take a break. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and what that does is A, it obviously lets you take a break because launching is exhausting. It's really, really tiresome. So you can either just freaking sit and not do anything or what it did for us is, okay, we did that live. We like helped this person. We sent this email. Everything's good. Now we were able to step back and look, okay, is there a hole for this particular launch? Is there a new strategy we can pivot or change right now today or tomorrow to make this thing go even better? Instead of thinking about the next thing, we were thinking about how to perfect the current thing. (laughs) Yeah, we made a lot of changes even in the middle of launching that I think paid off really well, but it was definitely... Switching gears, making changes, making new ads, making... Yep. Well, I, the Encore was a last minute decision that happened in the middle of the launch, like very at the beginning of the middle of the launch. But I don't know if we went into it thinking that's how it's exactly going to be. But we were able to really strategize that because we had our headspace free. So... Other than the mindset and other than saying, hey, novel idea, let's only focus on one thing at a time. The other big piece that we changed was we incorporated Facebook ads like bananas. So to give you a little backstory, we had previously in like the first year and a half of our business spent like zero dollars on Facebook ads. We didn't know about them. We didn't know how they worked. We didn't want to learn about them. We were really focused on organic growth. And so I kid you not, for that first year and a half, all of our audience building was from webinars, blog posts, networking, collaboration, being active in Facebook groups. Like literally all of our growth was due to that. We decided to shift and maybe start adding some Facebook ads to grow our audience, get in front of people who we hadn't seen before or who hadn't seen us, but we didn't really want to learn it. And so we were working with someone who came to the table with some strategy and she would set everything up and we would kind of brainstorm with her, but it was still really hands-off for us. 
She would come to us at the end of the month with reports. But even those reports, we didn't really understand. Like we understood, did it do well? Did it not do well? But we didn't really get why. And we didn't get the why behind why that audience, why that conversion, why that whatever, because we were still so hands off. So we decided, when was it? In, in the beginning of March to invest in our learning and our education so we could have more control over the Facebook ads and have more hands-on strategy with that so we could see and understand why they were working. Yeah. I mean, we, in the past, when we had spent money on ads, I mean, it was very, very minimal budget. We're talking, you know, $200 here, $300 here. And it was really driving traffic. We had tried a couple funnel ads to get people to see if we could even get people to go sign up for a course without doing a webinar. That was like a test. And that did work. I mean, if you put in the dollars, it does come back out on the other side. It always paid off. But for the first time we were going in like, okay, if we're going to do this, we A, have to know what we're doing. Because I think that's the big thing. And everything mm-hmm. else in our business, we understood how it worked. And so we understood the strategy. We could implement the strategy and we could do it. But for whatever reason with Facebook ads, I think A, for a long time, it was like there was an ick factor. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, if I pay for it, then it's not real. Or I didn't get these results or whatever. And eventually we- Well, and we're it. cheap as hell, so. Oh, yeah. No. And I think eventually we got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm okay paying for it because we had gotten to- we had both kind of agreed we had gotten to a point in our business where we had grown plenty and we would continue to grow. But if we wanted to grow at the rate we wanted to grow at, we would have to pay to get there at that mm-hmm. rate. And that was like a hard pill to swallow. But it was like, okay, so if we're going to have to pay to get to the next level at the rate we want to get to the next level, then we need to know what we're doing. And so we bought a course from Courtney Foster Donahue called Facebook Everything. And in a matter of like, what, a week and a half, two weeks, we like learned everything we could and really kind of divided and conquered. Like Emily's going to like learn how to set up all these things and I'm going to work on you know, figuring out how to, like I'd never edited video before, but I'm going to start adding like back in soundtracks and like mm-hmm. piecing together video clips. So I'm learning one piece, Emily's learning another piece. And then we would come together and we'd be like, okay, I'm going to, we're going to set this up together mm-hmm. and we're going to look at it. And does it make sense? Mm-hmm. So now you're probably wondering, cause I'm, if this were me, you're sitting here and you're like, okay, so you made this much money, but how much did you spend on ads? <laughs> Great so question. We spent, <laughs> $1,184.03 to be exact, <laughs> which if you're curious, that's only 3% of the total launch. So mm-hmm. I mean, talk about return on investment. Heck yes. Huge. I mean, tons of people will spend, they will spend, you know, a dollar to make two. We're uh-huh. spending three cents to make 97 cents. Like, yeah. That's crazy returns. Yeah. Now, so, not all of our returns came from ads, but still. 
Right, right. Well, and that's that's one of the things that it is hard to to say exactly like how much of that came from ads because a lot of a lot of what ads do is is put yourself at top of mind for people. Yes, you want them to click on your ad and click on your sales page and go buy your thing, but even if they don't do it from that ad and they end up doing it from a link on your Facebook post or they just go to it directly, it could have very well been that ad that finally put them over the edge to to do that or to stay in front of you and listening to you and what you have to offer. So we really, really dove into that and tried a bunch of different strategy. And we're not going to go over like exactly all of the different ads. We tried video, we tried text, we tried testimonies. But at the end of the day, like it was just trial and error. And we had to keep a watchful eye on those ads, be confident when one was doing well, were we ready to put more money to it? If one wasn't performing well, turn it off and pivot and change. Like we were constantly looking at our ads manager. I mean, every hour for the entire duration of the launch, knowing that you can turn off and on ads and edit them as you need to. Yeah. And so in addition to trying ads, I mean, like she mentioned, the big difference there when we added it in, we had previously never done a video ad. And I will say without diving into all the specifics, video ads by far, like hugely outperformed anything we've ever done before. Yep. So if anyone's told you video is what's coming, Videos, what's coming? Videos, what's coming? It's here. It's not even coming anymore. It is here. (laughs) The video is here. You have to pay attention. And Uh so, if you like, I don't care what you sell. If you're selling a product, if you're selling, like, you're trying to get someone to come to a webinar, if you're working on a launch, I would strongly suggest figuring out how to do it in some sort of video format, even if you're not doing the pitch. video. This is literally about getting enough people to pay attention that you can pitch to them eventually. Absolutely. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. And we also started paying attention to our actual Facebook page. So if you've heard us talk about this before, you've heard us say, like, we don't really care about Facebook. We're just there because we have to have it for our group. And I'm not saying... funny to me now. It's not that we were wrong. Like, guys, we tell you all the time, you cannot perfect every strategy at every time. We chose deliberately to not pay attention to Facebook because we were paying attention to our group, because we were paying attention to Instagram, our email list webinars, Pinterest, blogging, podcasting before we decided that. It was not a mistake. It's just what we did. And it got us like it obviously was fine. So now we're turning our attention to our Facebook page so it can help our ad delivery, so it can help the value, so it can help all of the other strategies that we're learning on there. But they do go hand in hand. Paying attention to your Facebook page, putting out valuable content and being active on there is going to help the performance of your ads period. So other things that we tried that were free because we tried the free trial or we just did like the free version to test it to see if it would work. Facebook Live using OBS software, which is a free streaming software that gets you live on Facebook. You can screen share, you can share slides, you can share a window, you can have your video, you can have text overlay. It's really, really cool. Mini chat, which is a bot reminder. So you could set it up and people could click a button to say, yes, remind me via messenger when you're going to go live. So it literally would just pop up a notification in their Facebook messenger that said something like, hey, we're going live right now. Click here to join us. Something like that. You have to schedule that. It doesn't like automatically. Right, right. It's just like email where you can schedule a sequence. You can schedule a broadcast. It's, it's very, very similar. And then we also use Zendesk, which is a chat feature that we put up on our sales page the last day of cart being open. So we wanted to make sure that if anyone was there on the last day that needed help, 
seeing if the course was right for them, seeing if they had any questions that we wanted to be there for them. Um, it does cost. I think that we would probably have it for like launches in the future. I don't know if it's something that we would leave open 24 seven on our sales pages, just because it kind of gets a, like you get an email every time someone like is even on there. Well, so. you know what? I I had a conversation with Zendesk yesterday. And actually, support is separate from chat. So you can actually sign up for just chat. Oh, hey. So that's really handy. So if you are going down that rabbit hole, I highly suggest if you don't want to have a million and a half emails, Mm -hmm. after your launch because you don't know what you're doing when you're trying to set this up at the last second like us just sign up for the chat trial not the support trial otherwise you're going to go crazy trying to figure out how to turn it off we still haven't figured out how to turn it off (laughs) (laughs) we'll drop the links to all of these things that we're talking about in the show notes so you can go see them directly but The Zendesk chat feature, for sure, we know converted at least three people, which more than paid for itself, even if we had to pay for it. So we were in the free trial, so we didn't pay for anything, but we liked it. We liked being there. We liked chatting with some people who had questions. I think it was a neat feature, but I think it was just a neat little add-on for us to add some more value. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that with that, you have to think about well, if I hadn't had those conversations, would they have just ignored it or gotten confused and left or whatever? And I think being able to add value in that way was really nice and really special. And even if it was only three people, that's still $1,500. Mm-hmm. Like That's a lot considering how much the whole launch made. Yeah. So we're not just looking at numbers like Three people to us is worth our time in the grand scheme of things to make it work. Plus, now we know enough about it that we can go back and we can perfect it. And like, if I was to tell someone to like, look at this, like I would tell them to prepare canned answers and Mm -hmm. to like, try it before the week of your launch because the (laughs) launch like the trial period, I think is 30 days if you do all of it. I think it's just 14 days if you do just the chat. So depending on how long your cart's open, you could do the trial for the first time and try it significantly ahead of time mm-hmm. and not set it up literally the day we needed to start using it. Yeah, like which did. is absolutely what I would recommend because it is a little like a little wonky with getting it set up and getting it started, like figuring out what to click and what makes sense. But it's simple once you it's, yeah, I would say it's simple, but it's, it takes the longest to set up. Mini chat is literally as close to email as you can. Uh So if you understand how to use your email marketing service, you will understand the back end of mini chat. It may take you like a hot minute to like, fool around with some of the features to see mm-hmm. what you want to use. But ultimately, it was like, oh, yeah, 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 I get, I yeah, get what you're that doing makes here. Sense. <laughs> <laughs> so we looked into these things and, and we added these things mostly because we wanted to be more present. We wanted to be more top of mind. We wanted to come to our audience in new ways. So 
Doing a webinar on Facebook Live using OBS was something we had never done before. OBS was new to us, and doing a webinar on Facebook was new to us. It was super, super beneficial. We loved the energy. We loved hanging out with different people over there, and we saw a lot of people come through on that, what we call the encore, who literally said, I wasn't convinced on the first webinar, but now I'm sold, and then they like went and checked out. So I don't know if it was just because it was on Facebook or just because how we delivered the content or because it was on a different day. I don't know. There's so many different factors, but we covered the same content in a kind of different way and obviously on a new platform, but that got a significant amount of people on board and convinced that they were ready to invest. Yeah. So when we were setting up the webinar, I mean, I would say... 80% of it was the exact same slides. And we just changed, I would say we changed the first 20% so that if we were watching it for a second time, we would get them engaged and get them to stay. And we would start a different conversation. And then we would repeat some of the same material. So it would like, you know how they say you have to hear something seven times yeah. before you get it to click? Well, it's the same theory. Like, we're trying to get it to click in their mind. We're trying to, like, reiterate the same facts. So- well, and it just came out in a different way also because we had yeah. already had people come into the program and we had already had people giving testimonials. So we were able to pull those out from people who had already invested that, like, a couple days before and had already started diving into the material. And so it was getting some of that proof already. Right, right. And if, I mean, if you need proof, I mean, I love this quote. Susanna emailed us. I emailed her a little thank you note and asked her some questions. And she emailed back and said, she said, heck to the yes, because of our no bullshit attitude. She has been waiting for the ding, the quote ding. Emily talks about the magical ding all the time. And it just (laughs) wasn't happening. So when you said to not wait for the ding, I was sold. Seriously, I've spent 3K on a program, 3K, and did not get the value I've already gotten in the first week of Rock Your Business. I mean, to me, that's just proof that like, we're that's incredible. proof in the pudding that yeah. you put in the energy and you put in the time that people will see the results. Oh, I guess more new things we did. I mean, not that it's new. It's not new as in it affected the launch. It definitely didn't affect the launch, but new as in... Oh, yeah, strategy for the course. Oh, I think we're talking about two different things. Oh, Oh, you go for it then. (laughs) I was going to say that afterwards, we actually analyzed our data. Oh, yes. (laughs) Because before we were launching so frequently, we never had time. We would know how much a launch made. But, like, we never had time to look into, like, well, which subscribers invested and why. Because we had right. no time. Like, why would we? Well, and our only, like, plan, our only strategy was posting on Facebook, doing a webinar, and sending emails. And it is so incredibly hard to be like, well, this email performed better than this one because of this one. Like, you can do it, but it's not the easiest thing in the world. And I think that that, even if you can gather that data, it's not the most like conclusive just because people are just so different. And so like, we thought that that's the only data we could ever pull from. So we're like, well, if we don't have that data, then we don't have any data. (laughs) So move on. (laughs) 
So the first thing I did was after the launch, I set up a little spreadsheet to see. I divided out everyone who bought. And first of all, I looked into how they paid. And it was super interesting to see that only 18% of the people who bought into the course did one-time payments. So if you, we've been off again, on again, off again, on again, off again, on again about payment plans. So if Uh that is you, 82% of the people who bought our $500 course bought on payment plans. Yep. So if you need convincing, let this be the final straw for you that (sighs) it's worth having more than one way to pay. Yep. And I think next time we're actually going to have three ways to pay. And now that we have that, sure, we didn't make that full 37000 in the month one, but we are going to have reoccurring revenue for the next five months of over $5,000, which, which is really helpful. And before, because we were doing launches so quickly, mm-hmm. I literally never knew. I'd be like, okay, we have some people on payment plans. I never spent the time to figure out how many people are on payment plans, right. how many people weren't. How much were we going to expect in reoccurring revenue? Because this gave us peace of mind in being like, okay, we do have enough money coming in that we can step back for a minute. Yeah. Like, we're going to be able to pay our bills with (laughs) $5,000. Like, it's going to be fine. Another really interesting thing is I broke down how, like, what kind of student and what Mm -hmm. kind of subscriber they were. And so what I mean by that is I went through the list and this took some time because 72 people enrolled, but I went through subscriber by subscriber and looked them up in our Teachable platform and looked them up individually in ConvertKit and said, okay, when did they become a student on Teachable? And when did they become a subscriber? How many programs, if any, have they enrolled in in the past? How much money had they invested in the past, if any? And how long had they been the subscriber? And so I was able to break them down into three groups. People who are totally new on Teachable, as in they had never bought anything from us previously. And they were a brand new subscriber, as in they had joined our list within the last 30 days. 33% of the people who purchased were a new student and a new subscriber. Mm-hmm. And then I had another chunk that was, these were new students, but they were existing subscribers. So they could have subscribed to the list at any point, but they had just never bought. And that was made up of 37% of the people who purchased. And then another 29% was made up of people who were already a student, as in they already previously purchased something and they were already a subscriber. And so I was really interested to see that how evenly that was split up. Mm -hmm. But it also tells me that our marketing is working in different Mm -hmm. areas. So our old subscribers, our old students are loving the content. They want to come back for more. That's great news. I'm glad that they want to do that. But we're also churning people who have just sat on the list for a long time. They're not falling off. They're Mm -hmm. staying engaged and they're eventually becoming students when the time is right. And we're able to quickly convert people who have never met us before. And they don't necessarily have that background. We've been in business a while now. And so a lot of times we get into 
this mindset that everyone knows everything we've ever done, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of people feel this way. And so it's nice to know okay, these people came in and we were able to convince them within that week window that it made sense for their business to invest. So we followed up with everyone who fell into that new student, new subscriber category with a very specific thank you email that I like hand wrote to every single one of them individually. And I asked them some questions about how they found us and why they said yes And that really came back with, A, some testimonials that we're able to use in the future, which is awesome. But B, what was working in our favor? Like, did Mm -hmm. they find us because of the podcast? Like, did they find us because they saw a Facebook ad? Like, what specifically was getting them in front of us so we can focus on that more in the future? Yeah, I love that. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I like my weekend doing that because I was just like so in. I was so excited, y'all. Like, I, yeah. this was so different than everything else we'd ever done. I like came out of this like ready and raring yeah. for the next one, but yeah. like excited that it wasn't for a while. <laughs> right, right. Like tired because we just spent a lot of energy, but like really pumped up about it and about the people coming in. Because one of the other strategies that we tried for the first time with this launch, we asked ourselves, like, we wanted to change prices and we wanted to bundle and we wanted to add this and we wanted to do different things. But how could we add value without costing us really any money, but really, really making an impact for the people who chose to invest? And one of the biggest things, especially as a course creator, you want to make sure that your students actually finish your programs. A, because you create it so people's lives can be different and better, right? And so you want them to go through it. But also, when you have people who go through your program, you usually get to hear from them of how great the program was or their feedback. And then they go on to invest in other things that you offer because they saw the value of what you provided. So your job is to get people to go through your programs. So how can we do that? How can we make sure that this new round of people actually does the material, implements the stuff, and truly, truly changes their business? Well, we decided to offer a six-week intensive where we were hand-holding them, walking them through course by course with a roadmap to make sure that they actually did it. So what that meant was we created a secret Facebook group. So outside of the larger Facebook group, we have one that just has 72 students in it, the people who are enrolled in the Rock Your Biz Bundle. We are walking them through week by week which modules and which course they should be focused on. We're offering weekly coaching calls, so we're there to answer any questions. We hop on live with them. We set them up with their own accountability buddies. So we, I like took a forever, we like sat through, wrote down every single person who was in the course, what their business was, like what their industry kind of was, and we matched them up with similar industry people so they could like be in a smaller focus group with three to five people to really hold each other accountable, brainstorm in their niche and get ideas for their specific businesses. So we set all of that up for everyone, set up daily prompts for people to have deeper discussions inside the group and really truly just show up for those people. I think what we had been missing before was kind of that fall off of we, and I mean, this sounds bad, but not afraid to admit our mistake. 
where we had people invest in programs and we kind of just like never talked to them again. Like we saw them in Facebook or if they emailed us, obviously we'd have conversations, but we weren't taking that initiative to build that relationship after. And I think that is so truly valuable, not only to the future of your business and more sales, but literally just to give your people who do spend money with you more bang for their buck and a further relationship with you. And I'm so proud to say that we have had such a great response from that. These 72 babes who invested like are so phenomenal and are so amazing. And I can't wait to see the progress of their business. I've never been more excited to hang out with 72 people on Facebook or in a course or in a group as I am with this group of people. Yeah. And I've been, it's been crazy keeping up with that many people. I was like, oh, this is going to be easy breezy because we're used to dealing with 8,000 people (laughs) in our regular Facebook group. Oh my gosh, because everyone is so engaged, Uh I am like blown away with how much they're interacting, A, but B, like we were answering all their questions in a live coaching call the other day and we ended up going 40 40 minutes, 40 minutes over because they just had so many questions. And that was the questions that were asked in advance. I think we may have covered two people that like ask questions live. And it was like, no, like we, I have no problem doing that for them. But I'm like, man, maybe we need to limit the number. But then I'm like, I don't know, because this is so amazing. Yeah. So it just goes to show you that if you can really create that engaged audience, Mm -hmm. how much value it can bring for them. Because I think by the end of this, like we're only a week or so in when we're recording this. Mm-hmm. After six weeks, we're going to take them all the way through June, like into June, not all the way through June, but yeah, into June, they're going to be totally different. I'm going to feel like I know a lot of these people yep. on a deeper level, call a lot of them friends, I would imagine. And that's just not the relationship I have with all of our students. I mean, we have mm-hmm. like 1400, I don't even know the exact number, a lot of students in our yeah. programs, well over a 1000 in just one of our programs. And so I don't know everybody's name, like, right. And so this is an opportunity to get to know these people. And it's, it's pretend like it's like a focus group, like talk about getting intel for future launches. We're getting all this information. Like A, it's super beneficial for them. But for us, Mm -hmm. we're getting insider information into what they're struggling with, what their mindset is like, the pain points they're going through, what is catching them off guard once Mm -hmm. they go through the programs, like what isn't clicking or isn't working so that we can tweak and make things better in the future. Yeah. No, super helpful. I'm insanely proud of the people who are in there. And I come June, I can't wait to do maybe a follow up episode to this to like talk about the success stories of the people who've gone through and all of the changes that have happened. So let's go ahead and take it to the talk strategy to me segment. And I'd love to kind of break down for you guys. And maybe you're not launching a course, maybe it's a physical product, maybe it's a service, it doesn't really matter. But I think some key takeaways that you can take from this is really truly a address the time and value that you are giving to your next launch? Are you already focused on the next shiny object? Are you paying attention to the people who are coming in through your doors right now? 
even if you're not launching something per se, like a, like a time sensitive launch, maybe you just have stuff in your shop all the time. What is the follow up with your people after they buy? How can you change that process to make that relationship exist for one or even deeper than what you already have right now? You have anything else you want to add? Yeah, I would say, you know, don't be afraid to try some new things. Like I think a lot of us go into this treating it a launch like a science experiment where we're like, I only want to change one thing to see what are. <laughs> I think it's okay to change a couple of things. Not necessarily change, but add to. So yeah. like try more Facebook lives, try the bot, try, you know, adding the chat feature. I'm like, I don't care if you copy and paste any of the strategies we talked about today. They're to your benefit, not ours. We wouldn't have shared them if we didn't want you to try them. Well, I think think they work. So many of us get stuck in if it's working enough, you don't want to change it because you're scared of what's going to happen. But knowing that make the decisions intentionally, don't just pick some out of the air. But I can't tell you how fun this launch was because we were trying so many new things that it was like kind of being in business at the beginning of again, where we kind of were just like, oh my gosh, like, let's just see what happens. And like this new energy and like, we weren't doing the same old, same old. Mm -hmm. And that's so good for your creative spirit. And it's so good for your energy that I really, really encourage you to try just try something new, try something scary, keep track of it. And I think the last thing is really honing in on on what you said of analyzing what worked, really, truly going back and collecting that data and doing what you can to pull the nitty gritty stats from it. So you know, was it successful? Who came in through your door and what worked? Yeah, yeah, do it. Do it. Go launch your stuff. Go try new things. Go get energized. Go steal our tactics and tell us how they worked for you. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.